Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 891. This is my power segment. Today's interview is with Bruno Signaco, and the topic is kindness. Bruno himself is an international business consultant, international speaker, and business coach. For over 20 years, he has advised and trained hundreds of companies on international trade activities and international marketing. He is also currently a university lecturer. He is a senior fellow of Higher Education Academy, HEA UK, and he's also the author of business and personal development books published in many different languages. His latest book is titled The Art of Compassionate Business, and in this conversation, we talk about kindness in business and in life. Hello, Bruno, and welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Thank you for having invited me. I really like the podcast. I really disclose uh, this to my friends, and I feel that this is a very popular podcast. Thank you very much. No, thanks for coming, mate. Now, you've got a uh, quite a strong Italian accent, and with a surname Signaco, um, I'm supposing you're from Italy, but currently living in the UK, is that right? Yes. My, my history is a bit strange. I am half Italian, half Argentinian, but uh-huh. I'm living in the UK, London, for 10 years. I'm a lecturer, a consultant, also... I am a researcher on different marketing and social entrepreneurship topics, and I'm, I'm very pleased to talk to you today. Yeah, well, look, I'm looking forward to it too. Now, our, our word is, it's hard to encapsulate in one word, but our topic is kindness. And today we're going to talk about how we can perform business activities more humanely. Now, you're currently a lecturer um, at a university, international, which university is it? Different university nowadays okay. because I have been changing, but I'm teaching for Bolton University in partnership with the, with the higher education institution here. And also I, I'm teaching nowadays at Northumbria University at undergraduate level. But I taught at different university here in the UK and also abroad in other countries. Okay. And why is this topic so important to you? Why is kindness and, and compassionate business, I suppose, important to you? Why are you so passionate about it? Thank you for your question. This is a very interesting question. I ask myself, what we are talking about this, this should be common sense and commonplace. We shouldn't be talking about this. However, if you see, most of the companies are not compassionate. They focus only on profits. This means that they look for the bottom line instead of looking for the triple bottom line, which implies looking for profit, caring for their people, employees, customer, and also business partner and the community as a whole, and also caring for the planet. 
So we shouldn't be talking about this, but because there are only few companies that are ahead and the new generation of companies that are socially oriented, uh, it's very important to set some principle for companies to follow and be more connected to the stakeholders. Mm. And uh, uh, very important, why we have to be connected to the stakeholder in a kind way? Because what I observe that many companies tend to focus on key performance indicator, for example, productivity, profitability, efficiency, competitiveness, that are very important indicators. However, we have to understand that these indicators are always the result of the interaction between the company and its ex external stakeholders, for example, customers, suppliers, community, government, and internal stakeholders. Mm. So instead we focus on the relationships so in building up positive, strong, long-term relationship with these stakeholders, this natural, uh, this indicator naturally will improve. So we have to understand that these indicators are the result of relationships that the company built over time. So this is very important. And I use the word compassionate uh, as in the title of the book, but in practice it's more than compassion. Imply kindness, imply, for example, support, care, and implies also being understanding and respectful with each of the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think this is, whether you're in business or in life, I think we often uh, chase after results and we forget about the underlying foundations that actually contribute to those results or the process even. And what you're saying is that if we can focus on how to care for the people in the planet, the results, i.e. profits, productivity, etc., will will flow naturally. I completely agree with this. This is what I, I have tried to the, disclose and also spread the word because uh, we have to understand that every human being, even human beings that are in business, have their own needs. And the only way that the relationship can prosper, can thrive, is when the needs of both parties in this relationship are clearly satisfied. And these needs are not only economic needs. For example, if you talk about employees, most companies try to satisfy uh, minimally the economic needs, means paying a fair salary and also having a safe workplace. But this is not enough. Employees also need to be recognized mm. and need to be supported and also need to be appreciated because employees give the, a lot of their time and also over time, employees get, for example, a bit stressed or can be a bit, for example, in a state of imbalance uh, regarding their work-like dynamics. So in practice, companies should be very appreciative and also should recognize, if possible, publicly when employees contribute to the company's purpose, to the company's mission. However, most companies act in a different way. They try, they try to give a lot of work to these employees and also they dismiss these employees. They don't even recognize when they are contributing to the company. And employees tend to feel resentful. They tend to act in a non-cooperative way. Yep. And in some cases, they tend to obviously act by the book, means uh, performing minimal activities and not contributing in a willing way. Mm, yes, yeah. So, I mean, you've written a book about this and it's the art of compassionate business. Um, what are we talking about when we talk about the art of compassion business? I mean, there, there must be a bunch of different areas that you're focusing on 
on t- you know within the, the the realm of looking after people and the realm of looking after the planet what are some of the key takeouts that you could share with us um, to really help us grasp this this idea of compassionate business further some ideas are very important and i want to highlight the idea of generosity and gratitude let's start with these two points mm. most companies are not generous they try to get a lot they try to get more customers they try to get more sales, more profits, they try to get more market share. It's all about obtaining. However, we have to understand that in the universe and also in the business universe, everything should be in a state of balance. It's not only obtaining, but also giving. Mm. And not only giving back, giving first. So this means that you observe some companies also that are only uh, focusing on obtaining and they're uh, dismissing the aspect of giving. How you can give, for example, employees and companies, uh, for example, let's give an example of a company, Man Valley, that is a company, personal development company. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what they do is they give employees some hours for them to, for example, train themselves, read books, and also get access to material for their personal development. In the case of Google, a very well-known case, Google gives 20% of uh, their time for employees to think freely about ideas that are not structured and can generate potential business in the future. Some companies, for example, Innocent Drinks, that is a company that is natural drinks, also give these employees a workplace where they have some fun. For example, there there could be a a ping pong table or a place to have a rest. And uh, some companies also, like Google, give good snacks. So this means being generous, not only treating the employees uh, in a in a business way so this means paying their salary and giving their task but on the contrary we're trying to expand the 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 range of needs that are not only economic and obviously if needs related to safety and security but also need that can help them grow enhance their skills make them feel realized so we're talking about high-level needs. So if we take into account a, a pyramid of needs, will be the highest one possible. Hmm. My question is, with this idea of generosity, at what level do we balance that and, and have some level of discipline? Because I, I think that generosity can be taken advantage, certainly in life and in business. Um, people that are very generous sometimes can be taken for a ride. Um, is, is, there, is there a strategy or, or some practices that you can suggest that we use to manage this? Yes. The, the strategy is uh, increase your degree of giving. So some companies are exclusively focused on obtaining. If you are obviously a traditional company will try to focus only on the bottom line, obtaining more profit, obtaining more sales. Yeah, yeah. But also try to give, try to start with very little example. For example, if you are offering a product A, can you deliver this product free? Can you give free delivery? This is a gift to the customer, and customers tend to react very well with this, what we call incentives. Why? Because when customer receives something additionally, by surprise, customers tend to reciprocate, feel not only satisfied, they feel delighted, and tend to recommend your product to other customers. So this is creating like a positive word of mouth, and also the customer become like an ambassador. This applies not only to customers, but also to employees. When employees are paid a bit more than the minimal salary, minimum salary, minimum wage, employees tend to feel encouraged to give 
their best, go the extra mile. Instead, when you go only by the book and you pay only what is legally uh, set by legislation, uh, well, employees tend also to act in the same way. There is a principle that is called, that is studied by social psychology, that is the principle of reciprocity. When mm. you are generous with others, they tend to reciprocate. They mean they tend to act in the same way. Obviously, there might be some cases that uh, some stakeholder can take advantage, but also this is when you are generous, you are trying to expand uh, your activities and try to uh, consolidate, strengthen your relationship. And this means that all stakeholders or most of them will tend to appreciate this. You try to support them. And giving doesn't have to be material. could be something intangible. For example, if an employee is having some personal problems at, at, uh, at home, well, the manager can give an ear, listen to them to see what the challenges are and try to arrange, for example, flexible hours. In that, in that case, you are not giving any bonus, you are not giving additional salary, but trying to be flexible. And also, for example, if a workmate needs some advice, you can give some technical support or some advice. This is also giving. So mm. this doesn't apply only to material things that could be in some cases costly, but also immaterial things. In some cases, giving thanks also to employees is part of also not only generosity, but gratitude. Giving yeah. thanks or giving thanks to customers. There is a company, a fashion company that is very well known that is writing uh, notes, thank you notes, one by one, and sign and send to customers. This is also giving back. But I agree that giving is important, not only giving back, giving first, taking the initiative, because when you take the initiative, stakeholders, in most cases, tend to reciprocate. They tend to act in similar ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that generosity piece, whether it's, it's going outbound to, to customers or internally to your employees, is absolutely paramount. The the thing I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about right now is that, again, we can become so used to these acts of generosity that they almost become second nature and, and perhaps the incentive or the reciprocity is, is no longer um, felt or, or, or received. And I can give this an example with your example of free delivery. Um, if we buy something online, which a lot of us do these days, if there's okay. no free delivery, we start to expect that it has to be free delivery. It's, it's, not, it's no longer an incentive anymore. It's, it's just an I expectation. Hmm. I, I agree because customers are getting more demanding over time. And also, you are raising the bar. But we have to remember that customer is always getting more demanding, will be more demanding, or with your company or with competitors. So it's better that you try to exceed customer satisfaction. I always talk about over-delivering. So you have to give more than the customer is expected. So in order that you can surprise them in a positive way. I give a very simple example. I'm half Italian and I like a cappuccino. Mm -hmm. And when I go to, for example, to a coffee shop, yeah. one of the main brands worldwide, the first coffee shop, they told me, okay, wait for, uh, one minute for the cappuccino and we will bring the cappuccino to your table. Okay, perfect. They brought the cappuccino 15 minutes later and the cappuccino was cold. I went to the competitor that is obviously a very well-known chain worldwide and the, the same similar cappuccino and they told me okay yes wait one minute we will bring the cappuccino to your table the competitor and one minute later they brought the cappuccino they brought the cappuccino on time and the cappuccino was hot and they forgot a tray with biscuit and said sorry sorry there is a mistake <laughs> so you forgot the tray with 
No, no, they told me, I didn't forget anything. This is a gift. I said, okay, okay. Now, if you tell me how much this biscuit could cost, this company probably pennies, cents. However, from the customer perspective, this was a very great gift because I enjoyed this biscuit with the cappuccino. So this is a very simple example that didn't cost so much this company and added a lot of value to my cappuccino. Am yeah. I clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can relate if I get a bit of sushi and I have to pay for a soy sauce or if you get a, okay. a, a meat pie in Australia and you have to buy tomato sauce, you know, for 10 cents, 20 cents, uh, I think it should be included. <laughs> but that's an expectation that should I've be included. become yeah, used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's obviously but, a cost for the business and with business matters tight these days, uh, I'm assuming there's a point where there's only so much generosity you can give. Yes, yes. But remember this. I agree with you in this uh, statement. But remember this. When you're generous with customer, you're not only uh, getting this customer back. You might be getting other customer yeah, back. Because, because it's cre- this is creating new business. So yeah. it's not only about this customer. Because and cause this customer that feel very well satisfied will be a free promoter, a free promoter like an ambassador for your brand, and this will be leaving positive reviews that are more credible than advertising, and this will be contributed to your company's image. So there are also, well, let's try not to focus only on the short-term effects, but also the long-term view. The long-term view means that companies, when they are generous, and you have some company like, uh, for example, Starbucks, that they have foundation, they are not obliged to have a foundation to help community, but they know that they have to give something back. And the whole concept of corporate social responsibility is also giving back. But I believe that not only giving back, but all business activities should be about being more generous. Not only uh, giving things that are tangible, as I mentioned, but also intangible, like a little email that you send customer. Thank you for your custom. Thank you for being here. And thank you for having bought from our company. This is also being generous. Simple things might make the difference. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I like that. It's, uh, it's a really good one. Generosity in life and uh, in business, it certainly does work and, and brings you more uh, abundance. What about, and gratitude is aligned with that really well. Grat- gratitude is also a very, very important topic. Mm. There is a lot of research on gratitude. Gratitude not only makes the, the person uh, receiving this, obviously, this gesture of gratitude more happy, more uh, at, at ease, more satisfied, but also the person that is being thankful feel more at ease. And any person observing, the person saying thank you to another one, a witness, could also feel much more uh, uh, delighted. So gratitude is implying uh, that you are focusing on the positive things of others. Yes. Gratitude is also called in English appreciation. And appreciation implies increasing the value of things or, or people. So this means that when you are grateful, you are focusing not on complaining or, for example, moaning or harshly criticizing others. You are focusing on what they are doing well. And this applies to any feedback that you give to employees. Let's give an example. When you give feedback to employees, you have to highlight the mistakes that they make. But I will start this feedback report or feedback interaction with things that you are grateful for. So you start with things that employees are doing well and they're contributing to company's purpose. Then you highlight some mistakes, but I won't call mistakes, things to improve, things that the employee can do better. And also you can offer as a manager, for example, your support and guidance to for them to improve. And again, 
you finish the conversation with a gratitude uh, words. This means that thanking employees for contributing to the company's purpose, for giving their best. Because when people feel appreciated, they tend obviously to feel much more at ease. They don't feel threatened. The gratitude can be considered as the opposite of harshly criticizing people. When people are harshly criticized, they tend to feel like a fearful in a state of fight, freeze, fly mode, means that in a defensive mode. Mm. Instead, when people are appreciated, they tend to feel much more connected. They yeah. tend to cooperate. Why? Because they feel that they are valued as human beings. They, they're recognized as legitimate human beings and as we all should be. So yeah. this is very important. And gratitude can be very specific or can be general. I prefer that gratitude is it should be specific. It means uh, we are grateful for your contribution to this project because of this, this, this. And also highlighting how the employee contribute in a specific way to the business purpose. So I feel that gratitude is a very important uh, takeaway for listeners. And you can start also with the, your your close circle means friends, acquaintances, but also you can also expand this to business activities because in practice, business is about people. People that have roles, they have work roles, business roles, but there are people that have obviously feelings, they need to be recognized, they need to be supported, and this is very important for them to, uh, obviously, to put this in practice in the business environment. Mm, yeah, absolutely. The gratitude, is there a time um, or, you know, uh, yeah, I guess times where we shouldn't um, use gratitude or is it is it pretty okay to, to show gratitude all the time? It's okay to show gratitude all the time because it's created a virtuous circle. This means that when you're grateful with others, they tend to reciprocate too. The, mm. the, the law of reciprocity tend to apply also there because people, in most cases, they don't feel recognized they, and they feel alone, they feel unsupported. And when you're grateful, people tend to be uh, to feel a positive emotion. Positive emotion, there is a lot of research on this that uh, support this uh, fact. When people feel positive emotions, tend to be more creative. They can to they can access their high mental uh, skills. They ca- they tend to be more productive. They tend not to be fearful, and this is a win-win. You recognize it, then they can become more productive. They can become more cooperative. Also, gratitude is also related to cooperation because when you are grateful, people feel recognized. They feel that they are useful. They they feel that they are valuable. And also, they obviously they, they want to give more because mm. if you recognize you are this is positive reinforcement. Instead, when you are hardly criticizing, what people will do? They tend to uh, pull back. They tend to uh, obviously get defensive. They tend to not to cooperate. They tend to be just uh, cautious. And uh, this is not good. We need cooperation because we have to understand that businesses, in practice, are in a, in an environment of interdependence. Business cannot thrive on their own. They need employees, they yeah. need customers, they need community. And when you are grateful, you are reinforcing these bonds with the different stakeholders in a positive way. And you obviously you have a vision that is a long-term vision. You are not only appreciating employees just there, but also this is a continuous act. For the reason I, I feel that should be a grateful attitude towards all employees, towards all customers. And this is creating a, a virtuous circle, not a vicious circle. 
Mm. Do you detect in your work that you do that companies sometimes use generosity and gratitude um, inauthentically, I suppose, or without, um, without, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Without being genuine, I suppose. Yes, I feel that companies, some companies have a lot of resistance to this concept. Uh, for example, they tend to be uh, very traditional. They don't try to uh, be much more open-minded. And I feel that gratitude, I want also to introduce another concept, the concept of that is very important for business, playfulness. So it's gratitude, generosity, playfulness. Some companies tend to be more uh, formal, very rigid. They tend to focus only on activities that are business-related. Yeah. However, we have to understand that we are talking about human beings, and human beings need not only to work, but they need some leisure time, not only to talk about business topics, but also personal topics. And some companies believe that playfulness is not related at all to a business environment, and there is a lot of research also on this that playfulness not only connect people in a non-business way, in a social way, and also make them know one another better, but also strengthen these cooperative ties. And when people are, for example, letting their hair down once in a while in some events, some companies might organize some events, for example, dinners once a month for employees to talk about non-business topics hmm. and to gather all together. Well, this is creating a stronger bonds, not only on a personal level, but also on a business level and it's getting people more productive, it's getting people much more supportive, cooperative. So this is also very important to, to introduce. Can, can we be organizing some events that are social events that people can be uh, more at ease, more relaxed, connecting to one another uh, and doesn't have to be related to any business topic, any business project. I observe, for example, I participated in different events, and observe that people tend to be more social. Hierarchies that are so important in the work environment are left aside temporarily, and people connect on a, on a personal level. And this is very important, because when you connect on a personal level, you're not only seeing the work role, but you're seeing the whole human being. Emotions, mm. thoughts, Mm. fears, expectations, dreams, setbacks, and this is, is creating a stronger connection. Instead, when you keep only formal environments without any possibility to discuss other topics, well, this is obviously tend to be more rigid and people tend to be much more defensive. You leave out the personality. The personality. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, and other, there are other concepts that I discuss in, in, in my book for example, the, the idea of connecting on a, on a personal level with, at work with natural conversation. Uh, there are some employees that are so overwhelmed with so many tasks, they have so limited time at work that they cannot discuss personal problems with their managers or with colleagues. And this is also creating a, an imbalance in their work life activities hmm. there is so what happened if you cannot discuss for example if you have a problem with your partner or you for example you are getting into a divorce or you have a new child well what happened these are important happenings in any person's life and at least the employee should be allowed to discuss or comment and if they have some challenges 
uh, people in the work environment should be understanding. However, this doesn't happen in most companies. Why? Because they have a lot of time poverty, means that limited with time, they have tight deadlines, they have a lot of projects, employees are multitasking. And how can you take five minutes for a conversation to talk about non-business topics? This will be considered by many companies a waste of time. Non-productive. Mm. Um, exactly. So, because we are not taking into account business goals. But we have to understand that people are not only, as many businesses consider, means to a goal. They are goal, goals themselves. This means that you have to know people for them to give their best. If you only consider them as a means to an end, the employees might feel a bit utilized. Why? Because they're living part of their life aside. They're living emotional aspect. They're living, for example, problems that can have at home and also a spiritual aspect uh, and also other needs that are important for employees because employees is not only a role, it's more than a role. And you're leaving a lot of aspect fragments of this employee aside and you're considered employee in a very limited way. So I encourage also um, companies to have some time, for example, during the breaks, for employee to discuss uh, topics that are not related to business activities. And also managers that have a very important function in any company should ask employees on a continuous basis, how are you on a personal level? No, how are you doing with your work? First of all, let's go to a higher level. How are you on a personal level? Are you, everything, all the activities are okay? So everything okay with the family? Why? Because this creates a close uh, tight mm. with the employees. And doesn't mean disrespecting hierarchy, but means connecting on a much more personal level because people are the raw material of any business activity. We don't have to forget this. Without people, you cannot succeed. So they're not uh, machines. They're not robots. They are people with emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs, uh, and also mental needs. So all of them should be satisfied in the work environment. Yeah, it's bringing the human back into the work environment. Look, fantastic topic, kindness. I think this re this topic is definitely relevant to business, but I think it's relevant to life. Um, all of us personally can take this away, whether you're in a business environment or just in your life. Uh, generosity, gratitude, playfulness, and really connecting deep with the, the, the inner human um, with our relationships, both in work and in our private lives as well. Mate, fantastic topic. Thanks for sharing. And I want to encourage people to reach out to you and also get a copy of your book. I'll stick a link in the show notes, guys, so check it out at thehiddenwhy.com, The Art of Compassionate Business. And I'll stick the links in there for Bruno as well. Bruno, how can they best uh, visit you, mate? Yes, they can find me on LinkedIn. My profile is on LinkedIn, but also they can find me on this website, www www.humanorientedenterprise.com www.humanorientedenterprise.com Here you can find some updates, my activities, and also uh, some business projects. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your invite. No, that's great, mate. It's www.humanorientedenterprise.com Guys, I'll stick, and um, there's another website there for, for Bruno as well. I'll stick all these links in the show notes. So jump on to thehiddenwire.com and check out the links there. Bruno, thanks once again for coming on, mate. Thank you very much. Very good. Thanks, guys. Until next time, it's Passion and Purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. 
Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.